Welcome to the Land Cave, where we are living as nerds. You can like and follow us at facebook.com slash the Land Cave, where we go live each and every Thursday evening for our weekly gaming and nerd podcast, as well as other times throughout the week. If you can't watch us live, that's okay. You can watch the VOD over at youtube.com slash the Land Cave, and you can listen to us on each and every podcast service that exists in the entire world. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. Hello! Look at my new camera! It's so pretty! We're here talking gaming news, video games, nerd news, uh, mostly involving gaming, video game development, and all kinds of cool stuff, because there's so much going on in gaming that we want to have a place where we can kind of chat and uh, and talk about all of it. And if you you know don't have time to catch up on everything, you can just hang out with us and, and we'll talk about gaming with you. That's what we do here. Um, I'm Patrick, as I said. Owen's over here. Oh, and uh, yeah, we introduce ourselves multiple times sometimes. So that's what happens. Uh, some updates, by the way, is we wanted to kind of get this get this going. We've been doing this podcast for quite a while, and we've had some other uh, other streams of media coming at you. Uh, but we got two new things that are coming at you one uh start out with a bang really quick out of nowhere it's breaking cinematic universes it's a new podcast so if you listen to our podcast you're already going to get it in your rss feed you probably already saw it we it's a uh, podcast with me and my buddy trevor where we talk about uh basically comic book movies comic book uh adaptations for tv uh we're going to talk about news as well as like the the first episode where we talked about our top 10 uh casting decisions in our opinion uh for comic book movies the way the ones that we thought were most accurate to the source material um and purposely got some interesting ones and some maybe uh, some ones you could argue with us on but that's kind of the idea behind it and uh so yeah it, it's gonna be on, on youtube and it's gonna be in podcast form so if you already subscribed to us on youtube and podcasts you're gonna get it uh and i hope you hope you enjoy it if you like nerd uh, comic book movies then yeah i hope you like it and owen's got a new show too Owen, what you got yeah so um my new show ex libris hopefully going to be debuting next month um i'm hoping to start live streams which i'm going to be using as a part of the show um next week uh but the 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 thing is is that i uh recently discovered that i own over 500 video games uh and this is just mainly of the last generation so like we're talking ps4 xbox one switch uh there is some older stuff in there but not as much but i realized that i just don't play as many games as i buy or download or add for free so i want to change that so i'm going to be going through my library i'm going to decide i'm going to play a game for an hour we're going to do that live on facebook.com slash land cave i'm going to see hey do i want to keep playing this game uh or do i want to put it on the shelf forever uh and i'm going to cut that up actually patrick's going to cut that up because he's a master editor like that we're going to put that up on youtube uh probably a 10 to 20 minute show and uh, we're going to go through my library of video games, uh, one game at a time. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Me and Patrick have been talking about it for the last uh, few weeks. We just started cutting uh, some B-roll. Patrick wrote an awesome uh, like 8-bit soundtrack uh, for the intro and outro. 
uh, be excited because I'm very excited for it. So I hope to start okay. streaming that next week, sometime during the week. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it because I, I enjoy editing. Uh, I think it's a really cool idea, uh, especially with the amount of backlog games. We, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a thing that all of us gamers have. We have so many video games. We don't have enough time to play all the games that we want to play. Uh, and going back, instead of buying the brand shine, brand spanking new shiny game, sometimes those those dusty games are are gems in there. So I think it's gonna be cool uncovering some of those gems. It's good stuff. And then other- you know. Uh, Patrick, you're you know playing uh, playing through a little series on Saturday mornings. I am. I am. So Saturday mornings. Thank you for reminding me because we're going to get these updates out of the way. Saturday mornings on Facebook, and I may do it elsewhere. Uh, sorry, uh, other times as well. But Saturday mornings, every Saturday morning, I'm going to be streaming Resident Evil games. Uh, starting at Resident Evil Zero, it's already started. So if you caught some of my gameplay there, uh, if not, you can watch it on YouTube. I've archived all of it. You get to see my commentary about uh, not only the puzzles but the lore uh i'm playing all of the resident evil games in chronological order uh of the of the timeline as it as it were so i can better piece together the story when resident evil 8 comes out i'm assuming resident evil 8 will come out in the spring next year so it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna be a bit i think that's what they said um i want to say they said early 2021 i actually don't they didn't they obviously didn't put a date on it but uh go capcom releasing them one resident evil game every single year Mm -hmm. we got resident evil 3 remake this year resident evil 8 next year it's they're banging yeah and resident evil 2 resident evil 3 i I haven't played 3 yet i've heard it's good i heard people were saying it was short but as i've experienced playing resident evil um uh, zero i believe i'm about a quarter of the way through the game and i'm like two and a half hours in Um, i always thought they were around 10 hour games am i wrong yeah they're they're not that long It, it what will slow you down is the puzzles that's what's going to slow you down gotcha. and i will admit i have a non-spoilery walkthrough to help and some of the stupid puzzles to things like what time do you put the when you when you find the needle for the, the minute hand of the clock sure. where what hour do you put it on i'm like no 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 uh, that's fine finding finding things organically cool but stupid stuff like that i have a walkthrough for um you're playing a game that is uh because we, we always talk about games as we start the show we always talk about our games we are playing you're playing a game that's uncharacteristically dark for you though so how are you liking <laughs> the last of us two uh so i'm enjoying it um as patrick mentioned this is not a game that's normally in my wheelhouse i don't really enjoy uh this I don't I didn't I don't enjoy jump scary games. I don't really enjoy zombie games that much where where I'm getting attacked and in slight horror. But luckily this one's more dramatic. Obviously is I'm playing it uh, cuz the first one was amazing. I just last night got to uh the definitive halfway point. It is mm-hmm. absolutely the halfway point if you've played through the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um so far i have not run into some of the criticism that people have faced where they talk about the pacing and so on i i believe the first half of the game is uh paced very well i i enjoyed it 
Um, I'm thinking of turning it down to easy though, <laughs> um, mainly because I'm having a very stressful time playing it. <laughs> I can sure. only play it for about two hours at a time and that, that's been consistent. I'm 14 hours in, so you're talking, this has taken me about seven days to get 14 hours in. Um, so I'm thinking about bumping it down to easy. Yeah. yeah, so the gameplay's been challenging for you. Yeah, uh, I'm not very good at video games to begin with, but it's more I'm playing with headphones on and I'm fine with that normally, but it, headphones, I have very nice, you know, HyperX clouds. Hey, you should sponsor mm -hmm. us. Uh, that is surround sound and everything. And so you get these clickers and you get the, the runners and you get that little crying and you get that in your head. And like, it's, it's jarring for me. I don't enjoy it. So... I might bump it down to easy just so I'm less stressed about it and getting more ammunition because I tend to like not freak out, but like a clicker or like jump at me and I'm like, sure. I'm like gripping my controller. I like clench my teeth a little bit. Um, so I'm looking forward to finishing it, but I might bump it down to easy just for the second half, just so I can kind of get yeah. through it a little bit easier than the first half. Cause it was, it was stress inducing. <laughs> and, and we will say that there, and there are some, there are some things that the internet has not liked about the game. Um, I, I've, I'm glad that I spoiled myself because I'm going to go into and do it when I do play it. I'm going to go into it and being able to actually enjoy uh, enjoy the ride and not, uh, you know, I, I think that hopefully uh, this has lessened some of the impact uh, where I would have maybe been upset about some of the ch uh, choices from the story. But at the same time, I have heard nothing but good things when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the the gameplay and the the visuals. I've heard this is basically. Mm -hmm pinnacle for playstation 4 which is fitting as i'd say the last of us was showed the top end of what a ps3 could do um how is the gameplay compared to the first one is it is it has it improved in regards to like the shooting i actually meant to send you a gift to include and it was just yeah. a gift that i saw from twitter of what somebody was able to do combat wise it's much improved over over last of us one um there's this this gif again it but you know it's recorded gameplay where this guy uh literally like pulls out his rifle shoots a guy in the face uh throws a bottle on another guy's face shoots him with a shotgun does a backwards slide so like he uses the dodge mechanic uh you, you dodge and run are the same button so you you use the dodge mechanic and prone at the same time and he was able to slide backwards and throw a molotov at somebody else's face i'm never going to be able to do that um <laughs> that's but, next level man yeah but it's it's good it's solid um there's still some this there's still some ai moments where like my little side character friend you know just like in the first of us ellie would be like right there sitting in front of somebody and the game doesn't acknowledge her that happens sure. again in this game where my side partner is standing in front of somebody because they didn't hide right and so it's like here's a guy i'm prone behind this wall and, then, and there's this other dude the enemy is just like do 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 and i was and that but i also can't i can't walk over to him and stealth him because my my cohort is in the way yeah. Yeah. um so that is still there that's still the naughty dog thing but in terms of like where they're at with with gameplay it uh 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 it's still great it's still good yeah so that's that's the the takeaway even the people who uh i saw boogie and a bunch of others who were like who talked about things they didn't like about the games uh when it came to like i said some story choices everything and even they were like you should still play this because it is that good of a game so take that in mind take that into account 
uh, find the time to, to play it if you especially played the first one. Um, I'm uh, as, uh, kind of breaking news today. We've had some some breaking news. First up, we have Bethesda teasing a Fallout TV series, which this is the this is the showrunners for Westworld uh, doing Fallout as a TV series, and I think this world is so fitting for uh, for a TV series. It's it's dark, but it's it's kind of zany. It has comedy to it, so I think it's going to fit. Um, it's going to fit really well on Amazon Prime Works. I would have expected an HBO tie-in, not because of Westworld, just because I feel like it fits well into HBO's um, uh, repertoire of their HBO series. But I'm you excited know, about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an HBO series, right? Yeah, I know. I said it's it's Prime. Oh, okay. It's Amazon. I was okay. saying I thought I think it would have been fitting to be HBO. Uh, okay, okay. It's going to be an no, Amazon original, which is fine. Amazon originals still have a pretty good breadth of uh, of different shows. Uh, but at first, the first thing that I thought was I was like, man, this would really resonate as a, as a HBO show. But then again, I thought, you know what, Amazon with Marvelous Miss Maisel's and other stuff, they've shown. They, they can span the gamut of, of, uh, of styles and they don't have to worry about ratings um, the way that a broadcast TV show has to do that. So obviously they're going to have some type of rating, but they don't have to fight the censors as much. They can say, yeah, this is going to be rated MA. That's fine or whatever. Uh, yeah. M- MA. Yeah, MA. Sorry. M- so, M for mature. So I saw this and I thought of you immediately. Uh, because as much as you're critical uh, of Bethesda, that's because you're such a fan. What are you excited? I, I'm excited for, I'm excited for interesting interactions of, of, of people because similar to how Walking Dead and Last of Us, you're, you're, you have a weird and a crazy environment, post-apocalyptic environment and everything. But it's about the the character interactions. It's about uh, how they how they deal with uh, and cope with their situation. And in the Fallout universe, where you have people who have uh, who have purposely isolated in um, bunkers in shelters to survive a nuclear nuclear fallout, mm. um, they're emerging from that. So society has changed outside. Society's changed inside these these shelters, and society's trying to rebuild uh, as well as trying to cope with the future by living in the past. So it's a really weird mix. Um, I think it's going to be really cool seeing uh, that kind of stuff and seeing uh, either legit pop culture or fake pop culture pop in where people are like reading. One of the things in Fallout's like collecting comic books because there's no like not a lot of new media out there so you collect these comic books of old uh like um essentially conan the barbarian style comic books and that kind of stuff um i just think it's it's going to be an interesting world that i'm i'm looking forward to exploring that world and people seeing how how unique fallout can be because it's it's a futuristic game while it's retro like the music is very you know a lot of uh like 20s music playing throughout it or depending on what game you're in some some like uh push towards the 40s and 50s but um it's a really cool atmosphere and really cool juxtaposition so that's what i'm looking forward to are you looking forward to it not at all no. uh but you know me and fall you know fall this might actually be the thing that gets me into fallout um uh i did i we reported it on the on the facebook page proper it's not really news but um fallout 76 is coming to game pass on pc and uh and xbox uh next week and i i've even said on the show that 
free to play is the only way I'm playing Fallout 76, so I might actually check it out on my PC um, sometime. Uh, <laughs> so this show, though, might be the thing that gets me gets me into into at least the world uh it's just never been um a thing that i've been like particularly excited about and then i saw that the west world people were doing it and i and i know that that excites other people i just hope and this is me being kind of critical but i hope that it doesn't do what west world did where um you can fight me on this crowd but season two was not good and it actually made me and my wife stop watching the series because like the first six episodes were awful so i hope that they do what they did in the first season make it awesome make it narratively yeah. compelling and ride that you know into future seasons because i imagine this is going to be a multi-season show you're not the only person who rage quitted uh or if you want to call it rage quitted who whose love fizzled for westworld uh whitney and i couldn't get past the first i think third like second or third episode we stopped of the second season i want to go back and watch watch it to see what happens to this because i liked i really liked the first season but i just didn't like what they did in the in the second season um we got a lot of news to to get through here so i will we'll kind of go through some of these quicker apologies for the pacing but we want to make sure you guys get all this uh, there's a lot of harry potter uh news uh that that has been going on in regards to jk rowling but ignore all that we're going to talk about fun things what you're seeing here is the leaked footage of a of a Harry Potter RPG that was supposed to come out and everybody's been quiet about it. Reportedly, this is going to be due for PlayStation 5 and Series X. Um, we next probably year. would have seen this next year. Yeah, sorry, next year. We probably would have seen this at E3 uh, if WB had gotten uh, to do their presser, but who knows? So I'm I'm hoping that, sorry, it, it stopped there, but uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get to see it, uh, you know, some legit trailer because you know this is hard to see it's someone recorded this with their phone with really bad lighting yeah, and everything yeah yeah this is all i can this is all i can find of it but uh i mean i i think it'd be a cool it's still a cool uh world to explore no matter what is going on out you know in in the meta world <laughs> in the real world the meta the real world, world. <laughs> well in the meta if it like i like harry potter but i can separate that from like sure. okay. what from from the creator so I at the same time do you like if you buy it you're gonna give her money but anyways i think i think this looks cool especially for some for some potterheads out there yeah there, there's a whole string of the of people who don't even follow what's going on on the internet and have no idea what's going on so if, if this game is any kind of good it is uh -huh. going to do very well financially um it's being made by the by uh no avalanche um i always get avalanche and avalanche studios because they're both they're, both of those exist people um one of them though made disney infinity uh and that is the the studio i believe that's working on this game um it's supposed to be open world uh it's not following harry potter you're like gonna i think you're going to like get to create your own character mm -hmm. or which is the, the exciting part yes um i want to see the game i want to see the gameplay i i'm thinking like can you make it dragon age like but with harry potter so like give me a good strong narrative for my character like th those are things that i want um dude instead of picking classes you pick your house 
I want, no, I want to get sorted based on choices, you know, just like I'm talking more like, I, you know, yeah. I want them to be like, you know, what do you think about that? I want a questionnaire or something at the beginning of the game. And then I want to get sorted. Uh, but I think you actually start as like a fifth year or something like that because they don't want to oh, get okay. you. I don't, I think they don't want to, uh, make you, you know, where you don't know in guardian Leviosa and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I get all, all the bad stuff aside, I still want to see the game. If the game yeah. is good, I will play it. If it doesn't look good, you know, I won't. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm anxious to see some more of this because um, the Lego Harry Potter game was as close as I got to playing uh, Harry Potter stuff, and like, yeah. it was okay. It was okay. It's nowhere, no Star Wars Lego, but it was all right. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we got uh, AMC pushing back their reopening, by the way, uh, to uh, July 15th. That uh, goes right before Mulan uh, and Tenant coming out. Uh, I want to see both of these movies, but at the same time, I and, and I love going to the movies, but I'm not going to go. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You, it's, oh, you it's, think they're... It's not going to reopen. I, I said when... When Disney delayed Mulan, I said they should have put it out on streaming. They shouldn't have delayed. They should have just put it out on streaming for twenty bucks a pop. I'll buy it uh, for yeah, buy it, rent, rent it for the first couple months, then buy it. I would have rented the movie by now for twenty bucks, and then I would have bought it by now because you would have had rentals from March until now, and then you would have had people buying it in June. Uh, I would have got Tenet it too. Out. Yeah, yeah. I I really want to see that one. I. I really, really want to see that. I love how, very similar to Inception, how little we know about the movie. Yeah. And it really intrigues me. So, And I know um, that that's a Nolan thing. I know that that's a pride thing. He does not yeah. want you to see the movie on television for the first time. And, you know, I know that that was his call to not make it a streaming thing. Like, I know that the studios probably could overrule him, but when you're Christopher Nolan, you get to rule with an iron fist, probably. Uh, but Mulan, though, come on. Did, like, you saw, did, did you guys not see the success of Trolls? And Trolls is a very, it's not Mulan. And Mulan looked dope. Uh, so I want to see, uh, Mulan, uh, AMC says they're going to open July 15th. That's 13 days from now, folks. And if anybody's in any of the States like me and Patrick are, I'm in Texas, he's in Florida. It's not going to happen. Um, why do do we have to live in States with people just being completely stupid? uh, You know, (laughs) we got masks. Uh, we, we got a mask announcement today, right before the podcast. So I'm I'm at least excited about that, but you know, they've had that in California and it's still people uh, pushing back on. So, you know, this, that's not the podcast for this, but I just don't think AMC is going to help yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. And uh, let's let's get other other things out of the way where it's, normally we don't we don't dig into the mud here. But Doctor Disrespect got banned uh, from Twitch, and uh, we also had uh, attempt ban on Donald Trump's Twitch, which uh, stating hateful conduct. But uh, we could we could go in political about this. The Doctor Disrespect one, I think, is a little more uh intriguing i think there's something there's something behind this they've banned other twitch streamers in the past he is not saying why he's been banned and if you look at historically when twitch bans someone and then and they're not speaking about it that means something legal is going on uh 
I think so, that that's what's going on here. So a lot of, yeah, I agree that's something legal because the thing that happened here is, and you know, there's a lot of people that don't like the doc and that's absolutely okay. Like I respect what the doc does in a, in a, uh, cinematic, in a cinematic fashion. Like yeah. there's no, there's no streamer like doc, like in terms of the, the production, uh, content, the, the way that he, uh, does all of this by himself and is able to put all that together. No streamer in the world does what he does every single day. Um, so that's like respect worthy. And you can, if you're watching right now and you just saw some of that, like that's all him doing that, that production quality. So the weird thing is just everybody that's been banned recently. And for those who don't know, and we didn't include it in this news docket, there's a lot of stuff going on in yeah. the gaming world right now. And it's not pretty. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it that much because it, it deserves to be talked about. Um, the only thing that I'll say about it is uh, believe the people that uh, are coming forward about certain things. But in Doc's yep. case, nobody's come forward about anything. Um, people have been looking into um, Guy, which is his real name. They've been looking into, like, did something happen to him outside of streaming? Did, anything, did he get arrested? Is he in any known yeah. legal thing? um so far nothing twitch just signed a a deal worth millions of dollars with him uh i think a couple months ago yes. and so they you know have had to end that contract and there's going to be some legal stuff there where he's going to try and get paid probably but yeah. nobody knows anything it's the weirdest band of all time every other band that i've seen everybody knew why the yeah. person was banned even if twitch didn't say it somebody else was like yeah this guy had misconduct this guy yeah. did something sexual this guy did something racist you know whatever there's always been a reason but in this case we just have zero clue and it's weird yeah it's it's a lot of speculation some of the speculation was like you said something that's going on outside of uh, outside of twitch um someone pointed out possibly a possible spouse abuse because there was apparently some stream where he either joked about it or there was a reference to it i don't know but his wife has been uh, uh supportive of him on on twitter uh so we don't know exactly what it is there is a conspiracy theory though because there's always a conspiracy theory on the internet but the theory if you haven't heard this is that because uh, that twitch signed the multi-million dollar deal with him mixer went under and twitch decided to ba ban him and a couple others purposely to break the contract so they don't have to pay mm -hmm. so that way he that way they don't have to pay him because they don't have to compete with mixer they don't think that facebook's gonna have gonna be uh you know as big as some uh, others think they think that twitch is still gonna be on top twitch is owned by by amazon if you didn't know and i'm not talking about you know bezos conspiracies i'm just saying they got enough money that they can say you know what we'll keep funneling money into people that we think are gonna gonna uh make us money and we don't have to compete as much as we used to so that's the theory is that it was they had enough leverage on him to basically say, oh, we're banning you for X reasons, but really that's the reasoning behind it. I don't know. We don't know. It's weird. Yeah. 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 But you know what else uh, is is weird is we still don't know a lot about about the Xbox Lockhart. I put up this uh, fan-made image here because it's, it's, it's cute. It's cute. We don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, rumor is that this is going to be announced. Uh, this is going to be announced soon in let's see, in August. Now there is an X, a rumored Xbox event going on at the end of July. However, 
this kind of segues right into some other news here as I kind of mash this together because Xbox has a summer games fest that's that's going on of um, of a demo event that's happening in July. So I'm wondering if some of the buzz that was going on and people thinking there was an event going on in July was actually this demo event. That would have been a kind of a fizzle if, mm. if that's actually what the rumors and buzz was because uh, Xbox kept talking about things happening in July and this is what we've heard so far, which isn't bad, don't get me wrong, but it's a dem- game uh, It's a game demo event where the whole week, this is uh, the week of July 21st, uh, for a yeah. week you'll be able to download demos on your Xbox, so instead of going to an expo in person, you can download demos, demos on your Xbox and play uh, games as if you were going to an E3-esque uh, uh, presentation, which I think is really cool. Um, I don't think this is necessarily it, though. I think something else, something else big is happening with Xbox. One hundred percent. We don't know, but we're still assuming that. I think it's going to be within the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, this event uh, is partnering with Keeley and Summer Games Fest, and it is really cool. Traditionally, I think they do it with games that are actually like out, but in this case. Um, it is 60 uh, brand new upcoming unreleased Xbox games. Dude, um, 60 games. Do you want to take yeah, a couple of days off work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm excited about it. I saw some games that I'm already excited about um, that I'll probably be playing on PlayStation, like Haven uh, and some yeah. others. But uh, this, this is, is Crisis Tales, by the way. This will be on there too. Yeah, this is this is a re- this is still a really cool event, and I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be a good um, Twitch watching thing. That if anything stands out, me and Patrick will talk about it in a couple weeks when it's happening. But no, I still expect the Series X first party rollout, the same thing that we saw with um, well, PlayStation did third party too. But I I expect that rollout within the next you know week or so. We still haven't gotten official data on it. Same here. Um, I would not. I would not uh, be surprised if it happened to coincide with this um, with this demo fest going on because this is cool. This is a really cool demo event. Yeah. But uh, it would compound the demo event if they were if like on Wednesday or so, the twenty second of July. If they were like, oh, uh, we're going to do an Xbox event, they could tell us literally the day before, and people are going to be clamoring for it. Um, so yeah, I agree. That- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, I, I agree. I'm, I'm. Uh, everyone is waiting for more details because uh, I would say the the fanboys and fangirls out there are going for their respective consoles. But I- anyone who's on the fence needs to know those deets. Why, why get the Xbox versus the PlayStation? Why get the PlayStation over Xbox? I can't compare them, and I can't compare them to people who aren't uh, hardcore like we are in gaming news. I have people asking me. Hey, well, which one's going to be better, the new Xbox or the new PlayStation? Which one do you think is going to sell more? I don't know because I don't know what's happened on Xbox. I think PlayStation personally, but we don't even know the price points. Yeah, I uh, two things. Uh, I just don't know why they would announce the lock card in August when they haven't announced it previously. I don't know yeah. why. If you if you're gonna release them at the same time, why didn't you mention it before? Um, I think uh-huh. that I think that PS5 was smart to announce both their digital and their disc version at the same time. Uh, so if what is it about Lockhart? You know, I've been talking about how if it's a dongle, I want it. If it's if it's a if it's a, it's a if it's a dongle uh, for Xbox Game Pass and um, 
uh, xCloud, I want that. I I probably am still more interested, in, even if Lockhart's just a digital-only system, I'm probably more interested in that than Series X. Uh, so just why... I don't get the separation, um, especially since we don't even know how much Series X costs. Yeah. So... When are we going to find that out? When are we going to find out how much Lockhart costs? When are we going to find out how much PS5 costs? I actually emailed um, PlayAsia yesterday because <laughs> I noticed that they had already put in like the the pending charge for my $7.99, and I just was curious. I was like, hey, so we actually don't know the price yet. Are you guys going to refund me if Sony changes the price? And they actually let me know they'll be happy to, to, to adjust it at the time. Good stuff. Uh, but you know, it was just like, I saw an $800 hit on my card and I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, so it's just weird that there's that separation. Um, it's weird that we know about this demo event before we know about the next series X thing. Like yeah. I get that you're, I kind of get that you're exciting people about what they can play this year on the Xbox one, but nobody cares uh i'm sure that there's people that do care i'm not trying to say it that way but there's already people who have already gotten on board with game pass i know several people personally who uh aren't even buying things right now because they they're just like that's gonna be on game pass soon i'll just get it then like i get that i just don't get why you would be like hey this demo event's coming but we still I, don't yeah. haven't shown you anything that's coming from our 15 one mm-hmm. five. They have 15 first party studios now that are supposedly developing games for the series X. Like let's talk about that. I think they're waiting to talk about that. And I think they're waiting to talk about that because they know um, that when they talk about those games that they have to say this, that the, they have to say, this game is for Xbox, also on Xbox One, and it's gonna it deflates it, it it devalues the that that beauty of saying this is a precious gem you can only get on the Series X. And uh, if PlayStation is like if PlayStation is in a similar situation, they are saying, hey, this is on PS5, this is on PS5. But Xbox is in a unique situation where their first party exclusive games are not going to be on exclusive to the Series X because they're talking so much backwards compatibility. I think that's the reason why we haven't heard from those those uh, those studios because when they announce that, they have to announce it and say, you know, oh, coming in 2021 or coming, you know, coming soon, and they don't want to say. What I feel like if they say, hey, it's only series, it's only Series X, that that's a good thing, but they're not going to. What they want to do is they want to say, hey, coming soon, and then you find out, oh, it's also on the Xbox One. I have an Xbox One. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to upgrade my Xbox One yet. If it's the dongle, uh, you and I are basically on the same page on that, though. If it's a dongle, if it's a cheap uh, streaming dongle that uh, that allows me to play uh, Xbox uh, Series X games or Series S, as people are calling it, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll totally get that uh, if that's if that's the case. Um, I my prediction is the next event that we have for Xbox. We're going to have, they're going to show games. They're going to talk about the price point and the Lockhart will be the, oh, one more thing. And it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. And that's it's what okay. Like I'm trying, I, I'm really trying to like, I, I realize that uh, we're normally critical of Xbox around here and that's not on purpose. I think that we've been praising them a lot up until their last 
um, conference or lack of, yeah. of, of better words. I think that we've been praising them a lot and that last conference was pretty bad. It's just, I don't, I just like how I don't get what took Sony so long. And then whenever they came out, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, that was awesome. I'm glad. Uh, I'm waiting for that moment with Xbox where it's like, okay, that makes sense. But I, I don't know. It's weird to split it up. It's weird to talk about this demo event before whenever we, yeah. we just want, I want the new stuff, man. Like this demo <laughs> stuff is cool. It's there. This is stuff that we'd be getting during E3 for sure. But like, yeah, I want, yeah. I, like, I want to see the next gears. I want to see what I want to see. Um, Outer Worlds two. Mm-hmm. I want to see Fable. Uh, I want to see <laughs> that Fable four. Give it to me. I want to see that stuff. I like all this stuff that that I saw that was listed. They at least like briefly listed in the sixty demos. Like it's awesome for demos. I think that the age of demos needs to come back. Everybody who remembers putting in a demo disc. Yeah. I think that. I think that it. I think every game, and I, I've heard this in several places. I think every game should have a playable demo. I think that it would be awesome to filter out a lot of good and bad stuff. Um, I think that that that's cool i just think that we want to hear about series x stuff right now. <laughs> yeah no i agree if if your game is good and i play a demo i'm gonna buy the game like it, it happens time and time and time again um time and time again where some where and it's a rarity nowadays but when they say hey we got a demo um uh, what was it? The one I was thinking, I, a Neo. I, you know, I love Souls games, but I was like, I don't know if they, if this is going to even be good. Oh, there's a demo for it. Okay, it, it, pre, I pre-ordered it like that evening after playing the demo. Demos, um, if like I said, if your game is good, it's going to get people to. People are not going to just play the demo over and over again. That's the excuse I've heard from developers. People aren't going to play your demo over and over again. Uh, you give them a taste. You give them a taste of what it's going to be, and then they then they'll come back for more. Um, speaking of getting tastes and coming back for more, like it was a like it was a um, you know drug dealer or something, we had we had some uh, people who were reporting based on uh, Xbox Marketplace uh, note that the Crash Bandicoot Four game uh, contained microtransactions because of uh, essentially one of the things in uh, in the excuse me, uh, as I uh, ramble here, uh, one of the things that was mentioned on uh, the Xbox game uh, store was that it had, uh, it, they had uh, in-game purchases. Uh, the developers have come back and said, there's some confusion about this. Uh, there are no microtransactions in Crash 4. As a bonus, the totally tubular skins are included in all digital versions of the game. So if you get the digital version, you get the skins, and those skin offers a retro look for Crash and Coco. Um, so basically, they were saying it's an unfortunate label that's come become a catch-all. Um, I'm happy about that because uh, first of all, I'm happy they really quickly answered this. That's how you need to rep- how you need to come up and and combat this kind of stuff. Because nowadays, if you wait a day in the internet's time, that's a that's way too long. So I'm glad they came out really quickly and answered this because when I saw that, I was like, "Are you serious? Like, am I not going to buy a crash game based on this? That was going to be annoying." So. But if you're if you're thinking about getting it digitally, you get some skins. The thing that I wonder about is I remember Crash Team Racing 
came out and at first yes. it was like it looked awesome like in terms of you unlock stuff and then they added some microtransactions yes. to it. and I, it from what i from what i remember it wasn't like too scummy or anything it was just the fact that it didn't like launch with it they added it in after the fact and i hope that that's not the case but at the same time i don't care like it, as long as you have a a campaign and everything that I can play through without having to give you extra money. Like as long as it's just something like skins, I've never had a problem with skins that are microtransactions. I know that in the olden days you could unlock them and everything, but people like I keep telling you games are more expensive. They need to make money. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, support them if you want to, or just play the base game. If you want to, that's fine too. That's exactly right. Um, and and I agree. If it's not pay for play, if uh, and hate love it or hate it, Fortnite has done really well when it comes to microtransactions. Because yeah, like I said, it's you can hate it because of the amount of money that they're they're getting out of kids. But at the same time, it's not pay to win. Uh, it's also not random chance. You're buying dances. You're buying emotes. You're buying skins. Uh, you're buying um, you know different paragliders and stuff. And doing that, at least you know, you're like, I'm going to get this and it's X amount of dollars as opposed to a, a, a random loot element, a random gambling element. So I'm glad it doesn't have that at least. For um, sure. Yeah, good stuff. Um, we had some weird stuff coming out with Crucible. By the way, this is gameplay off IGN. I stole it because I can't find any find much anywhere. Uh, well, you're not going to be able to find the game anymore either. Ah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Went back into beta. I loved I loved your uh, your lead up on this. You ever seen a game unreleased? Because Amazon has. Um, it's I I can't remember. I have seen and we've we've talked about this when it comes to digital games and digital anything. You don't own your game you you own a license to download it and play it and they can they can revoke it at any time sure. you've seen that happen if you have it all downloaded on your system you're probably good but you may not be able to re-download in this case they have unreleased the game it's back into beta wow wow what is how how can you stumble like that? i i i was doing some some research on this <laughs> because i obviously found the thing because i had never heard of it um i was i was made uh, aware of one game where they um, they completely took a game off that they had released. It was like a sequel to another Battle Royale game um, I think a year or two ago and I, sorry I forgot to copy down the name but that went completely off. They just took it off the marketplace as yeah. opposed to going back to beta and then uh, one Drayson, uh, Drayson uh, Jason Schreier of uh, Bloomberg, formerly of Kotaku, uh, said he'd never seen anything like it. So if Jason Schreier's never seen anything like it, then Patrick and I certainly haven't. Yeah. Um, imagine having so much money in the world that you could bomb a game this bad and say, we're not going to cut our losses. We're going to take it back to beta and we're going to attempt <laughs> to to make it somehow better but everybody that i saw that played this game said it was not good <laughs> yeah they're trying to, they're trying to get that get that uh get that overwatch money is what it is well there, there's to... a you know they're trying to get on that br thing fortnite mm -hmm. is, is 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 you finally see some some chinks in the armor yeah. of uh of fortnite there's it's it doesn't have the buzz it did two years ago it's had a good run um you see people like ninja where like they're playing other games now um the new uh 
Counter Strike style game. Uh, what's the name of that? Daunt? No, not Dauntless. Uh, dang it! You know which game I'm talking about? The yeah, um, it's. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it though. Um, I was about to say Crucible, but Crucible is what we're talking about. Uh, it's the new game by Riot. Uh, it's Riot Games, new team-based shooter. I am mad at myself for forgetting it. You see games like that. It's at that... Valorant. Valorant, Valorant, yeah. So you see yeah. Ninja's even been playing some Valorant, and Ninja obviously made his career off of, off of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there's going to be a medium there. The Battle Royale genre ain't going anywhere. A lot of people are playing COD Warzone. Um, Apex is doing fairly well right now. There's even a game that came out today from Ubisoft. I was watching a little bit of it earlier. Uh, Hyper Drifter or something like that, and it looks dope. Um, it's extremely fast-paced. And then you have this and this game i just like how you just keep showing this little hopping dude around and makes me think of like a rocket raccoon and you know what like this is not a loop he is like that is this is not a loop i thought you looped it for those of you who are not watching like it's just like three minutes into a 15 minute thing of a hopping raccoon i have not looped anything that's how repetitive this is i will say some of the some of the um the artwork work looks a little interesting when you had what i don't know if that was a world boss or what you call that thing that they just fought here a minute ago mm-hmm. but yeah it's that repetitive and that annoying that he is hopping like that i would have rather had a waddle than a hop like that i know it's cute but it's only cute for a certain amount of time yeah i think the fact that it's third person probably killed it for me uh i think that i think fortnite's really the only like game to me yeah. in terms of like this multiplayer battle royale thing where like PUBG did it at first but then PUBG switched to first person and everybody stopped playing the third person version uh it just i don't know the the genres moved on you gotta go first and i don't want to stare at that hobby raccoon i don't care if i am a raccoon in first person and there's like that mechanic to it but to me then like you have this like gun mechanic that all of a sudden wouldn't work so uh whatever it's going back to beta um nobody's gonna play it Uh, i feel bad saying that i don't mean to be mean uh but especially if you look at this new one that that just came out today that was built for twitch uh it's extremely fast-paced it's cool i would check that out instead of this yeah i'd also check out some playstation indies we got the playstation indies initiative going on nine playstation indie games um more i should have segued when we were talking about the demos for xbox into this but um another thing that i absolutely love haven uh these i'm so I like, excited about that game dude i i i like when we get to see um you know uh, indie spotlight like this because you get to see games you may or may not have checked out before creeks looks really interesting to me i like the weirdness little puzzles mm. and stuff um but i i'm i like that we're getting this E3 tends to be a, a time where you get a nice spotlight on uh, on indie games. So I thought this is I thought this was really cool to see the the spotlight coming up. What what makes it even better? So they called it the PlayStation Indies Initiative. The blog post um, was written by one Shuhei Yoshida, former president. Uh, and now, yeah, Shuhei baby, Shuhei is so awesome. If you don't know who he is, um, I think that PlayStation four was as successful as it was early on because they had great indie support i think that sony pushed a lot of indies whenever their first party was still working on on games because those who don't remember like if you if you look at the launch of ps4 it wasn't 
it wasn't very first party filled we had kill zone but like uncharted came along in what 2016 and then uh uh horizon was 2017 god of war was 2018 uh spider-man was the what 2019 so like and you know there's been a, a bloodborne bloodborne was a was a bigger early game but aside from that there wasn't a whole lot going on and i think that that Sony did a great job of cultivating good indie talent. And I think by doing this initiative before PS5 launches, I'm hoping that means that they're getting back into it because they kind of fell off it. There was a lot of rumors circulating the last couple of years about that Sony doesn't really care about you guys anymore. We don't need you. We've made, you know, we sold 120 million uh, <laughs> units. Uh, and hopefully Shuhei being the genius that he is and a lover of indies, Shuhei's a big indie supporter and that's why he is kind of on this now. Um, I'm hoping this means that we get more stuff because there's there's great talent out there. You can't have every game be a AAA game. I know that Haven isn't console exclusive, but um, Haven's from the people who made Fury uh, mm-hmm. and it looks amazing uh, like patrick pointed out there's there's some other good ones in there so check it out uh on the thing that they announced eight games but i'm hoping that this is the start uh of more i i went to the storefront um today just to see if they would talked about it at all and you could actually click a thing that said playstation indies and it listed like 30 games and hopefully that means that's something that's going to grow hopefully that becomes a part of the the storefront where it's like i can go to playstation indies that means sony backed this yeah. game through some money at some small developers that means that they say this game is probably uh, at least worth checking out and uh that excited me so i'm hoping that 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 they that they push that more towards ps5 yeah i agree we saw something similar with nintendo with the nendies yeah. uh, so playstation to do it as well because um, like you said there's some amazing stuff going on play uh, that, that that is on playstation that can be on playstation and i think part of this is also playstation's response to a lot of the a lot of the trash that ended up on playstation uh fours uh indie um floor if you will so it's a way for them to say hey there's some really cool indie stuff let's spotlight this and let's let's support these indie devs um so it's all good stuff uh carving out the the, the book ending as we talked about last of us earlier on uh i meant to talk about this earlier so we're gonna bookend uh with mm-hmm. some more uh last of us talk um naughty dog is as as we talked about there are controversies and alleged controversies and all that people things mm-hmm. people didn't like but uh the accessibility options in the last of us 2 uh naughty dog is uh sharing with other uh triple a developers to uh allow for more people and the accessibilities uh in regards to this that we dealt with uh with vision accessibilities if i'm not mistaken um on, on that uh being able to and sharing that with other developers so that way they can help their games and they can have it be more inclusive uh for their uh for the, their development i think is is really cool something we've seen xbox do something similar but it's really cool to see naughty dog uh push for that well, it's not just vision so you can play the last of us 2 mm-hmm. um being extremely vision limited you can also play the last of us 2 being very um from what i can tell audit like auditory limited like uh hearing so, deficient i don't know what the yeah, i don't know yeah, what the nice uh, politically uh, correct term for yeah. hearing impaired hearing impaired there we go, there we go. 
Yeah, that's a good. Uh, so you can play this game. I've actually even turned on a few myself just because they included them. But if if anybody picks up The Last of Us, just take a uh, take a moment to look through. I don't know if you've checked it out, Patrick, but like there's there's a combat list um, to make combat um, extremely. And I don't, and I'm not saying this meanly, but easier. Like sure. that, you know, because again, I've mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's a stressful yeah. game and. <laughs> But if, if you, you can have dexterity issues, yeah. yeah. If you have a dexterity issues with with your with your hands or something, you can still experience the story and still be challenged. And the level that you can be challenged, you can challenge yeah. yourself. Everyone starts like it's like fitness, right? Everyone starts at different levels. Well, if you already have accessibility issues, maybe you you don't have the dexterity. Uh, I mean, uh, these an, games nowadays have quite a bit of dexterity involved. I'll give an example. Um, so. You can stealth kill enemies. That's not a spoiler. So, you, and part of the stealth killing is you grab them. And in normal settings, if you grab them and you don't do anything to them, they will break free. But an accessibility setting, you can turn on is they they don't break free. So if you grab them, they won't break free from you. So you can, you know, if you have an issue there where you, you know you've grabbed them and now you're having to switch to do your stealth uh, okay. kill or, or whatever, sure. they're never going to break free from you. So however long it takes you to get to the next step of stealthing them, you yeah. can do that. Um, there's a thing where there's some swimming sections of the game that got advertised. You can turn on to where you have unlimited oxygen because it is a little hard to navigate at times. There's some there's some moments in there where there's some tunnels and you really can't oh, see amazing. very well. Yeah. So you can turn on unlimited oxygen. I, I turned on the one that automatically picks up stuff for you. So every piece of ammo and everything, I just walk by it and, and uh, Ellie just. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to turn that yeah, on when, great, when I play through it's it. It's a great feature. And then, I, and then I was already starting to edge towards easy, but I turned on the feature that makes them bad. Like I'm, that makes their aim worse. So. Okay. See, I, I may do that as well. Now, and, and that's, that's totally important. I mean, okay. So example dark souls is obviously considered you know it's known for its hard uh, difficulty if i want to do a jumping attack or there there's an attack in dark souls that you have to tap up while you're hitting your attack button right so yeah. you can't hold up you have to tap up at the same time as you hit your attack in order to hit in order to do that uh, do that uh, type of attack if you're doing it on a switch it's actually loud like i was playing it uh whitney and i were watching some stuff and chilling out you know chilling watching netflix and you know she's on her phone and i'm i'm on i'm on switch and she's like you don't have to hit it that hard i wasn't hitting it hard it's just you have to like you have to really go at it so i'm thinking a game like that for someone who has uh, who has uh problems with you know in regards to uh, their in regards to their limbs, in regards to neuro neurological, whatever is going on, uh, they won't be able to experience that. And games games should be able to be enjoyed for, by everyone. Owen and I have talked about this time and time again. There's a reason we do a freaking gaming podcast about this. Games are some of the greatest art that is coming out uh, in this generation. Uh, and for people not to be able to experience it that want to uh, is a shame. So I'm really glad that Naughty Dog uh, did this for fans that want to want to uh, enjoy this story. As um, Whitney and I are probably going to play it. I'm probably going to hit it on easy and have her play. And I'm going to experience the story with her um, because I want to experience it with her. And if she gets frustrated, she she 
doesn't want to play the game. So sometimes it's it has to do with that because you're just not you know you're not hardcore you know get good uh sometimes you have reasons that you know hold you back so well my wife my wife will walk by me on the game and she's like yeah and you know and i'm a i'm a i'm a very visibly frustrated guy and sometimes i'm a very (laughs) frustrated guy we keep it clean on this podcast but you know Mm -hmm. i'll you know and she'd be like well you you look like you're having fun and i have to i always have to be (laughs) like well in general i am having fun but yes that was frustrating but then when we're when it comes to last of us like she's she she won't even watch the game because of how stressful it is she sat there for a couple times uh with me and um it was too much for her in terms of just like she could like and i was again i'm playing with headphones so there's no sound for her she's literally just watching the subtitles and then whatever's on the screen and she's like nope i'm out and then she could see what it was like doing to me during some of the situations where i'm like i'm like tense on my controller like trying to make sure and you know it's a tense game so like i don't i don't blame anybody uh that that turns that down but again the fact that naughty dog is not only did this um for the game but that they're also like hey if anybody wants to know what we did how we did it we want to talk to people about it. They they've basically opened their doors to anybody that wants to talk to them about accessibility mm-hmm. in games, and that's that should be praised. Like all the controversy on their uh, on their them as a studio aside, like the more inclusive we can make games in general, the better. Mm-hmm. Like I don't expect Miyazaki to start making Souls games with accessibility options. Sorry, <laughs> folks, but. Um, you can buy it on PC and you can mod the crap out of it. That's how I know some people yeah, uh, play this Sekiro. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that's basically... Uh, I will say Elden Ring, that's a, the next Misaki game that's coming out. I'm excited for it. I guarantee it's going to be it's going to be difficult. I don't know. He has said it's the next evolution of Dark Souls, but I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's still going to have the, the corpse run of losing all your stuff? So... Um, who knows? Anyways, let us know what you think about uh, about that gaming news. Let us know in the comments. Uh, check out the new show, Breaking Cinematic Universes, and please be excited for Ex Libris coming out next month. We'll see you guys later. Okay, bye.